Welcome to season two of Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by Rosalie McNally and Bibi Down. So welcome back, everybody. In this episode, we're talking about practices that are potentiating the fire element. So last episode, we went really into details of what fire practices or the fire element really can mean. So I'm actually really excited about this part because I cannot imagine talking to anyone better about fire and fire practices than you, Rosaline. So do you want to lead us into it? Whatever comes to your mind, I totally trust your oh, intuition like, this one. You, you know where I'm going to start, like seriously. Fire, with work with fire. <laughs> But yeah, just because like it's a simple way of working with it, but <clears throat> working with fire, like so to me it would be like a simple little thing of just having your little candle, like say, but it's the fire ceremony, like to me is just so potent, it's so powerful. Um and like and we said that in the last podcast, like it's like to know when to work with it as well sometimes. Like so I I don't maybe every new moon, every full moon, I know it, uh, you can, but I don't need to be burning everything to shreds every turnabout, like so for me, like anytime I work with fire, it's usually starting to work with me before I work with it. And then I know I need to, and or else there's certain things that are popping up, beliefs, patterns, things that are really got a hold that I just go, mm, like no amount of talking about this or even maybe certain practices won't shift this. So I invite in the energy of fire to start sort of nearly, the way I see it was like digging through it, releasing it, it will transform it. I don't know in what way, but I know I have to offer it over to the fire. I know I have to go come work with me. Like, so then it's the intention then is the key part. Like, why am I stepping into this fire ceremony? because Instagram told me or because is that not what you're meant to do do you know like but it's like actually the why like and I know some people I know when they they will take a week to set their intention before they work with fire or before they step into ceremony like because they know the power is actually in my intention so I can't just put it in but it's the intention of what am I maybe releasing <clears throat> what am I wishing to give gratitude for you know or what am I even burning that I'm welcoming in do you know, like, so sometimes we think it's only in the release part you need to be putting it into the fire, but I can put in what I'm grateful for, what I've welcomed in. I can put in what sort of is my way forward, the way I think it might be that way and offer it to the fire as well. Like, and people often go, but why would you burn, you know, like the future or the way forward? Because usually there's going to be a gap between me and it, because otherwise I'd probably have it now, like. Do you know, like, so I'm releasing those parts that don't even realize there's gaps or the beliefs that I don't even see that are there, the patterns, the blocks that I don't even know are there yet. And I'm offering it up to the fire, like, and the fire, some fire ceremony can be as simple as you just have your little candle, you write it down and you burn it. Like, do you know, like you can have your big bonfires, you can have your lovely fire pitch, you can have all of that too, but there's as much power in the, in the little flame as there is in the big flame, like. So to me, it's that intention. And then what I do with what I've burnt, do I just throw it in my dustbin or do I actually gift it back to the earth? Do you know, like, so there's a beginning, middle and end, like, do you know, like, and I know we we don't often know these things. That's why I'm sharing them. And it's not about being strict with it either. And it's always about finding your way. But to me, it's like, you know, I'm working with an, an element from the earth that way, like, you know, and I'm working 
intentionally with fire. So then what am I doing with what's left, the ashes? Do you know, because there's this, there's still healing in those ashes in a sense, because it's like I am in the ashes, that belief is in the ashes. So then can I gift it back to the earth with gratitude? Or, or my, and even into my little compost because that's going right back into the earth and being used. So if we're just throwing it into our normal bin, it's just going to end up in the landfill. Look, so we're gifting it back to the earth with the intention. The earth will use that now, just like we chat about in the last podcast. You know, when the fire comes through, the ashes there. The earth takes so much from that that we'll never understand how it does it, how it transforms that ash into life. But we're gifting our ashes back to the earth, going, now you can take this and you can use this and thank you. So that would be in a very short, well, not even that short, sorry, but try to summarize a little mini fire ceremony. That's beautiful. And, you know, um, I think to know and to hear from you that how important intention is versus necessarily the the elaborate execution, I think, is very inviting. Because, you know, when when we're talking about these, I think uh, these ceremonies that are at the moment very uh, in air commas in, <laughs> you know, we see them everywhere. There can be that idea of, like, I should know about them or I should have already mastered them or, you know, like, I guess that's just what we're doing. And when we're collectively stepping up into that realm of, of working with elements in that way, I think intention is is really really important and and to know that you know just the outer act of doing something um can invoke certain certain things but it's very much like what you feed into it and how you work with so it's not just something that we do because everyone else is doing it but it's really something that we do because you know it feeds us is there's a connection between us and the ritual rather than doing it because if I'm not doing it, a fear of missing out or falling back because everyone seems to, yeah. you know. Yeah. Or th- this is this is the cure. <laughs> like, do you know, like this this will be the thing that really does it. Like, I was like, no, it's the, the intention, the energy I bring to it. It's like what the my fire that I bring to it in a sense. Do you know that light that I bring to it? And then I'm, and I know that I'm engaging with something, that I'm not really doing anything. I'm engaging with an energy that is doing the work because I've knocked on its door and go, I want to work with you, like, do you know, like, and then it's the sort of the, the after effects then, like, can I continue working with that rather than going straight back to the fire again the next week or the next moon cycle, like, you know, because I, I sometimes just keep stirring rather than letting things settle, letting things grow, letting things integrate. That way, like, and sometimes we do need to go back because sometimes they, they do need more burning, like, but as to, we get to know when that is needed. So you're really learning to work with something, is the way I would see it, like. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I would probably relate to it, especially the last part there that you said about this, this relating to fires, like, to me, working with fire on, a, on almost on a daily basis in a way is like working with life force. So what's the, the quality of my presence, my attention? Because this is how my spirit speaks to the moment. You know, it's through when I'm awake, when I'm really here. So how am I communing with this moment and the next moment? Um, rather than am I doing this perfect or that perfect? It's like how present can I be? And can I feel while I'm being here and even recording this, can I feel my breath? Can I feel the vitality of my organs? But then even beyond that, 
beyond the physical? Can I feel that aliveness within me? And aliveness doesn't always need to be, you know, high vibe and loud and <laughs> in, 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 uh, in its expression. I can be very much alive and vibrant and be, be very calm and centered. It can be both. But just noticing to me, that's such a practice of how I merge with the moment. And when have I checked out? Because when I've checked out, I'm kind of like bypassing life or I'm like a passenger in life in a way. Um, and to me, that's when I've lost that, that connection to spirit. And so that brings us back to what we talked about in the last episode, right? Tending the fire, this, this really invitation to stay steady with something uh, as the thing changes. Um, so this invitation to be present really is very much for me working with fire. Whether you do this in a formal yoga practice where you have a beginning, a middle and an end and you have, you know, maybe even a teacher that guides you in your own practice and you light the candle at the beginning and you practice and then at the very end you roll up your mat and, you know, you blow up your candle out. Or whether that is literally as pragmatic as, you know, when you're driving your car or when you're making dinner, uh, you know, how, how much of your presence can you infuse in the moment and how much of the moment can you notice in every physical cell that you're having it's it's this coming together to me that's 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 actually even more potent i know i can tell in my physical practice if i've gone through a period where i'm very much present my body moves completely different there is just much more ease in it there is more stamina in it there is but also more you know fire in that way but also more relaxed it's just like everything comes together if i've gone through a period where i know i'm um exiting life a lot and I'm disembodying a lot for whatever reasons that might be going on at the time I can feel that in my physical practice so you know the physical practice is potent but I think how we live every life is actually is another angle of really going at this um, and that's accessible to everyone mm, yeah because if you think of a fire if you leave a fire unattended what happens it'll either run rampant or it'll usually go out really like that way so that's the same with ourselves our inner energy our life force if we don't tend to it it will deplete and it will possibly go out like just like we I think we've chatted about this in another podcast like you know burnt out it's just as telling us like it's like as they say it's written, written across the tin like you know us and my flame and my energy is gone that way I can yeah yeah and I was in relationships you know when you, when you talk about long-term relationships, um, friendships or, you know, the, the one love romantic relationship where you go, how do I keep the fire alive? You know, it's sometimes it's the big things you do, um, you know, on the big occasions, but more often than not, it is like, are you actually present with your partner? And is your partner present with, with you? You know, um, and especially as we're going through this current phase as well, where we're all at home and, you know, like, boundaries blend and we can and and every moment can feel a bit like the same because even when we're at work we're at home and you know when we're at home at work and a Saturday can feel like a Tuesday and it's all a bit mushy um there is a tendency that we sort of check out in the moment and you know um the invitation really is that that's the practice to come more into the presence even the relationships that we're having and you know I think we've all had whether it's friendships or the relationship the romantic relationship or a business relationship where we go how the hell did we end up here you know <laughs> it's like where did the fire go or how how do we notice now that we're on two different planets you know so obviously 
there was some disconnection for a long time where we haven't even noticed the shifts and changes. Sometimes they come in dramatic, but more often I feel uh, those changes are, are slowly growing. And I think when we were talking about the realm of fire and tending the fire, it's like being present, really noticing the other person, how we relate to the other person day by day by day and staying with that. And that's an incredible act of love to me. Um, and, and that is what can keep the fire going. Or then if the paths are really meant to part, we can find a way of parting that doesn't have to be, doesn't have to end in a big um, catastrophic wildfire burn, you know, where we're literally tearing down everything. So there can be a certain amount of respect and decency within within that as well. Um, and it's it's so often that we, you know, would rather point the finger, especially with fire, it's like, isn't it like, it's like, oh, the other person's, the other person's fault, they were angry, or they were that and that. But maybe our passivity or lack thereof of our own fire and what we're bringing to it can be can be missed. So as a practice, I think um, it's a beautiful one uh, to, to, to work in relationships and that, you know, can I be present? Yeah, 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 yeah. such a key one, like because from there everything else sort of comes from as well like because then we know if it if it is relating to me if it's relating to both if it's relating to the other but then we get to interact with it then as well like and then just when you're you're chatting there sort of what springs to mind is you know when we think of fire we think of passion and we think of life force and we think of you know all sort of the words that associated charisma drive determination with fire like we often think of the big you know, passion is boom, boom, you know, like, oh my God, we're all on top of each other all the time. But then like, you know, just like if you think of a fire, if we're tend to that over a long period of time, it gets to, you know, initially when we light a fire, we see maybe a little bit and then goes boom. And then we're adding more maybe sticks or whatever to it. And then it gets bigger. But then we don't want to keep adding and adding and adding and adding. We'll get to a stage where we go, okay, that's, that's, that's the fire. Like, do you know, like, so we let it sort of be there, like. And we know we can add more to it. We can let it die out if we need to. But so it's the same with sort of those energies. We get to say we think passion has to keep at that certain level that maybe it was when we first lit that fire with that person. But we go, no, it'll change. Like, But we t- contend to it. The same with our drive. When we start a project, maybe we might have a massive amount of it, but then it will get to a stage where it sort of tapers off or we get to a certain level with it. And then it might dip as well, like... Do you know, like, so the same even with our, if you think of charisma, in certain places it might be on, on fire in a sense, and then other times it's just flying away. Like, do you know, like, so all of those to me, when you're speaking, that's a, just was an image in my head going, oh yeah, we think they start high, and but then when they sort of maybe move into a sort of an even keel or go down, we automatically think we've lost it, or it's not there, or something's wrong. But sometimes that's just sort of the life cycle of it nearly, and then we can work with it and interact with it and tend to it. But it's sometimes there just when you're speaking, it's like, oh, God, yeah, you know, it's like that first, you know, oh, my God, we've met somebody and oh, my God. And then like, oh, my God, we're speaking every five minutes to each other. And then maybe 10 years down the road, you're loving together. So the phone, late night phone calls aren't there. Like, you know, so it changes, but it doesn't mean the love and the passion isn't there, but it might show up in different places in different ways. Yeah. And I think when you were talking about this, this, this period of fire when it is established like if you're making a fire and the fire is established this is when you get to sit down and have a glass of wine yeah 
this is when you get to warm your feet on the fire you know it's like fire is also giving back it's not just hard work and tending all the time so this is when a relationship is established when it feeds your soul you know because there is consistency and there's reliability and there is soul connection and there is all of those things and then like you said you can put a few bricks onto the fire and you can light it up again and you can go to greater heights and different heights um but yeah there's this ability that we I think that's also why so many of us are are going through a level of burnout. It is because as a society, we tapped into that first phase of lighting a fire, the big explosion, the big fireworks, essentially, as the epitome of being alive. And that's what it means to be a decent, good human being in your purpose. You know, this is, but that's not the truth. That sells well. And so if you're trying to be always in that we're literally burning ourselves out. Because if you imagine anyone has ever set a fire to keep it burning as crazily as it initially when that when the air comes in, the amount of logs you need to put in and the amount of extra fire starter you need to pour into that, it's it eats through fuel. And that's what's happening when we're always running on this this crazy loud version of what we think fire should be. We're going through so much fuel and what actually ha- we're burning out. We're burning out either as a burnout or burning out and we're burning out through the cells and the fuels. And that's what pretty much your aging is. And I'm not just talking about the skin on your face in terms of, I mean, you know, the usual uh, things of, of, of aging, but also the aging of like, oh, literally burning out our, our, our life force in a way, you know, that we go through the middle ages in our life and go like, I don't know, I'm kind of done here. <laughs> You know, I'm like, I don't know, none of this is that crazy exciting. And I guess, you know, I'm never going to be as, as on fire as I was in my 20s. So it, this is all like, what's the point? And then we sign up for this, what I was talking about last episode about this lukewarm bathtub kind of situation. That's not really helping us either. So it, it, it's about, you know, it, it it's neither nor. It's not the not the crazy burning all the time, nor is it the lukewarmness, you know, and people usually burn like crazy because they're afraid of a lukewarm life, not realizing that if they burn crazy all the time, they end up in a lukewarm life or in a burnt out state. So it's this, this playing with the fire in a way that is like, you know, being excited when a new project in your life somewhere starts, but then also recognize where the fire has been burning for a long time and that is fueling you, that gives you the warmth so you can start something else somewhere new because that's the other beauty of fire um, is that when we tend it in the right way, you know, you can light a candle from a candle without the first candle getting less less lit. So it's this idea of if we if we engage in life force and in the fire element in that way, it means that one fire that's established, whether it's, let's say, that's, that's maybe a relationship, you know, that is really going for a long time and is really f- fueling you on a soul level, is nourishing you, that may allow you then to go and open that business, for example, or that business that is like that you're absolutely love and adore, that's every part of you, is then allowing you to show up in life and in friendships and in relationships in a different way, you know. So figuring out sort of this this fire and honing all those areas in our life where you know also the relationship to our parents we often don't talk about you know how we relate to to the generation before us and also the next generation um so tending to the fires in our in our relationships i think can be such a beautiful way of establishing you know i'm just thinking of a winter fire just this warmth this where you can relax and fire is also safety if you think of us you know a few hundred years back where there was no electricity you lit a fire that gave you light, it gave you warmth, 
it, it's what made the dark, cold nights, lonely nights survivable. And we are, from our nervous system point of perspective, hooked into that still. So then taking that into the symbolic, where are the fires that are consistent? You know, instead of labeling them maybe as lukewarm, tending to them a little bit more so you can really cherish the warmth that's coming. And that gives you then the fuel to burn, take the flame into a different area of your life. Mm, yeah, yeah, it all is connected, like. Oh, I like that's what we always chat about in the podcast. Everything feeds into something else, like that. Well, again, I loved what you said, sort of, you know, like we get to sit and enjoy the fire, like. Do you know, like, if you think of the winter months and all, you know, especially here, like, if we're up home in Donegal, it's like, you know, you're, you're no sooner home and we have the range, but we all fight over sitting nearly on top of it, like, but it's all like, you know, light the fire, can we light the fire, can we light, is it cold enough now to light the fire, like, and you just sit there and enjoy it, like, do you know, like, so you're, you're receiving from it, like, but it's also, I think sometimes it reminds us of, you know, like, we would have all sat around fires and old 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 days and previous lives and all there like but we know that sense of oh, it's like home like it's the hearth if you think we'd often chat about in the kitchen the fire is the hearth people will usually move towards it like you know we'd laugh in our house going you know somebody come in they're going why he's all over there and it's like we're all huddled around the range like nearly trying to you know not burn ourselves but sit nearly on top of it if it's really cold and we're like you don't know we're just you're automatically drawn to the fire like do you know, like, so it's, it's, a, it's this sort of homecoming. It's this warmth that feeds us. We receive from it as well. Like, But we get, we get to really in, just enjoy being with fire. We don't always have to use it to alchemize. We get to receive the warmth from it. Like, mm. Yeah, it is that. Um, just when you said that, we were like drawn to the fire. And I think generations back, but you can still see it with animals. Um, they're also scared of the fire. You know, and we had to go through this as humans as well to understand what kind of fire is safe and what kind of fire isn't safe. And how do I, how close can I get to the fire so that it is warming me? And when is it too close to burn? And so, you know, taking that as a fire practice, what are the things that are, you know, that you're afraid of in terms of that they might burn you because they're too big, too loud, too unpredictable and whatever way. And, you know, starting to work like using that as a practice, as a fire practice to how am I relating to that? How am I keep myself safe? How can I nudge in a little bit closer? So maybe leaning into those things that inspire me really, but that I'm still kind of afraid of because, you know, I couldn't possibly be the person who fill in the blank, opens that business, travels the world, you know, gets out of this relationship, get into this relationship. Um, but to, to, to have a conversation with those aspects, you know, where, where inspiration and fear are in this interchange and and understanding how do I relate to that, that would be a huge practice because if I can hold myself in a positive inner narration and also in an encouraging way of relating to that, so much opens up in my life that I would have said beforehand, oh, that's for someone else because that's so scary. Mm. So fire is like courage. Do you know like that would take to use the fire energy to open up the courage in ourselves to take those steps. And usually the steps are f hopefully to follow that inner part of us, our essence, our nature, our, our light, our inner fire, like that is guiding us going, yeah, this, this now, this, this moment, not yet. No, no, that's not coming for another while yet. Like just be where you are, you know, but you're following that inner light, that inner flame that's guiding you towards the next steps. Like, yeah, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm, that's oh, so nice. potent um 
And again, just to notice again, when, when are we jumping on the courage train, you know, that's been sold to us. You got to be courageous and like throw fears overboard. I'm like, fear is a very healthy thing in a lot of circumstances. You know, it, it's, it's communication to your system, um, you know, unreflected fear and repetitive fear and, you know, um, that, that is, might be something to, to, to look at. Um, but also to not, you know, feel you have to constantly, that goes into what we said early on, but just to link it back into that courage, that to work with courage is beautiful. But if you constantly challenge yourself in all aspects of your life, you know, because courage is seemingly a value that we all not only have to have, but display 24-7, you're going to burn yourself out. Because that that's not courage. That is just like not being aware of your life force. It's just like hanging yourself into the fire to be burnt for good, as in. Well, it's kind of like you know, if we're always doing, if we're, if we're always doing the same thing in the same way. So, say like I'm always doing the courage, jumping into all of my fears. If I'm always, you know, trying to have the highest level of passion, or I'm always starting some something, what I am getting is the hit from the high. Do you know, like, so then that's my work, like, do you know, like, so it's, it's learning, like, if I'm always doing something and I can't allow myself to be in the other side of it or move through the spectrum of it, then I'm, I'm receiving something from that there, like, so it could be that I just love that hit, the adrenal pumping, the, the full energy. And I don't want to experience the other person because maybe that's what I was used to beforehand. So I get the full steam ahead, the full fire, the full force, you know, loving that, throwing myself into things, you know, all of the time. So then it's like, okay, so to me, it's like, it comes back to, you know, if I know how I interact with things, then I know if I'm over always in that, or yeah, actually I do need to use that at this moment in time. Not really, you know, so I do need to open up that courage to take this step or to open up to the courage of asking for help, do you know, like for this point in my life, but if I'm always throwing myself into the deep end or always, you know, free climbing all of the time rather than you know, letting go sometimes and just having support around me, then I know, OK, that that's maybe a pattern that maybe needs a little bit of unwinding as well. Like. Yeah, but sometimes the courage is not to if you're if you're a person who is energetically wired naturally and we need we need <laughs> those people in our world very much. But if you're naturally wired that you love adrenaline and that you love the new thing and you love to start something courage for you probably lies not necessarily in starting another new thing but the courage lies in maybe staying with something that you started beforehand that's yeah. probably what is the, the, the courage to expand your sense of awareness doesn't mean you have to flip i think we sometimes mix that up as well and like whoever like wants to have anti feet and is excited about life and doing loads of things they don't necessarily need to change who they are and become the meditator it's literally just if you're overcompensating for something, that's what needs to be looked at. But in this con, that the courage is not for those people to do more. But it's like, so if you take an example for those of you who who are always interested in in strong flowing classes, you know, hot classes, difficult postures, there's beauty in that. There's absolutely. But for you, the courage is not to go into the next arm balance. The courage is like, well, what happens if you go into a yin practice? What happens if you actually do stay for your yoga nidra or yoga shavasana at the end of your asana practice? You know, what happened? What's the resistance? That's the courage. And the same the other way around. If you're a person who is always drawn to very physically gentle practices, the courage is, well, what would happen if I was to go to another, just to explore it? That's the courage. 
So, but the way society oftentimes set us up is that we always need to go courting into the one direction. What happens is actually burns out the people who have a huge amount of capacity to bring into this world and initiate, and they're burning out because they feel the need to do even more of that. Whereas for them, courage means actually something completely different than for the rest of us. So just, just to keep that in mind as well, that courage is not always what you think it might be the way society prescribes it. Yeah, it's, I really, like, I think I've, I've mentioned this a few times on different podcasts. To me, it's always like we're learning to, how do I define things? You know, what is my definition of courage? Like, what does that look like in life? My definition of passion, what does that look like in life? Definition of fire, what does that mean to me? How does it show up in life? What would it look like? Do you know, like, and then sort of even exploring what the, to me, from where I'm at this moment, what does it look like when it's in its, you know, flowing form? What does it look like when it's in its imbalanced form? And really then, like, does that serve me? Like, you know, like, does that actually support a life that will work for me? Like, do you know, like, and then work for other people? Or is it like, oh my God, like, it actually really keeps me stuck or it really keeps me, you know, on edge or it keeps me on the go constantly. And there's a little voice in my head going, please, sweet God, slow down, <laughs> Do you know, like, or yet yeah, not today, like, or it doesn't allow me to say no, or maybe I say like, you know, so to me, it's like, you know, we're unpacking sort of what we've been told certain things look like and what they certain may, they mean and going, well, I get to choose really, like, that's what all beliefs are, as I get to choose what that maybe means to me at this moment for what I need at this moment, and then I can change it further down the road when it needs upgrading or downgrading or just different definition around it like the unhooking of sort of the the from from the mass thinking or the herd mentality that we're all to some level prescribed to you know sometimes for very real and important reasons um but to me that is also when we talk about you know this in this podcast around the healing journey to me it's not just the expression of, you know, do I have fire and do I have enough fire? And, you know, but very much what you said is like, what is my definition and what are my intentions and how much fire do I feel I need now? And and this conversation is really what unhooks you from, you know, from how everyone does it because the, the longer I'm studying all of these different practices, um, what I find is this 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 lukewarm middle that we're all supposed to fit into that box of a modern human being that's supposed to be grounded but yet inspired and and always purposeful and you know you know yet dignified and you know that this sort of in the middle and this is how we are all supposed to be is not serving anyone so can we connect and find a safety in numbers not through how we show up but by seeing each other in our uniqueness and to me, those practices and how we relate and how we define those those archetypes, um, those those qualities and how we relate to them, I think is a really important step to that. And to me, collectively, when we talk about healing collectively, it is about understanding how extremely unique we actually all are. And through that uniqueness, how we play an integral part to the social web as we're all coming together. So if we're all trying to, you know, like be the same, we sort of skip a step and miss the point and, and nobody feels satisfied. And I think the time we're going through at the moment as well, we're realizing that the structures that we created globally, that we've created in our 
societies, they're really serving only a view, a few, and not even them truly, not from a higher perspective either. So the, the question here, really the invitation is, or also the beauty is that while I'm doing my own healing work, so healing us through the lens of finding my individuation from the herd mentality, how that is actually an integral part of how we all heal together collectively and how we inhabit this planet. Because from this, 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 this mass uh, idea of all of us together in this, in this thing, we're not coming up with satisfying solutions for all of us because none of us is in our true potential because we abandoned our individuality, our uniqueness. And this is not to say that I need to be better than you or this needs to be better than that or I'm more special than that. We're all special, but we're all like I was used to always teach this idea that, you know, when you take a big massive jigsaw, every puzzle piece is different than that. And the jigsaw can literally only come together if every puzzle piece is that. If you take the edges off each puzzle piece, like it's not holding together. There are holes in, in the fabric. Um, and how boring would be a puzzle if they're all the same pieces, you know? What's the point of, of, of even doing that? So it's it's very much acknowledging our own contribution, our uniqueness. And then as we're healing into that expression, how we are all collectively healing and coming up with ways of living on this planet that is more sustainable, more loving, um, and ultimately that, you know, has, has a future that feels satisfying to all of us. Mm. Yeah. Not like we're in the fire at the minute, like, because we were chatting about, like, you know, the things that didn't work, that haven't worked, made work for some, not for all. They're, they're all being put under the fire and nobody knows who lit the fire. The fire was just lit, like, because it needed to be, like, so it's the idea that we're, we're transforming, we're alchemizing ourselves, like, but it has to be not just through the lens of the self, but as the whole, like. Do you know, like because the if you think of fire and we're talking about fire and, and its healing journey, we would see it and it's imbalanced a lot, like push, shove, more, faster, quicker, bigger, better, all like, you know, do what everybody else is doing, the biggest, the better, the fastest way, like, you know, more is better. And I think people are realizing, well, man, that's just one f- one way of doing something which probably doesn't serve a lot of people that way like so then we're pulling back and going actually you know we get to just like we get to choose when we're cooking what goes into what we're getting hopefully to begin to choose or begin to dream and begin to think about what for me for myself at this moment what could that look like or further down the road what would I like to envision it to be and then as the collective what would I like that to look like that way like and further down the road and how can what I do and how I be in life or run my business have that ripple effect then as well like so it burns through and feeds other people like do you know like so all the elements are really at play but it's like the fire is being lit under our asses or we've been thrown into the little cauldrons to go you're being cooked so sit in there while you're being cooked and it's not this fire that we self-initiated you know <laughs> i can remember at the early stages of of this there was this conversation with everyone's like you know i was really longing for a period of not doing anything so have i actually have we collectively invoked <laughs> this this you know because we all felt you know it wasn't quite going uh, anywhere for much longer the way we were set up um but this is this is where fire becomes you know it, where it becomes just a little uh, the not so romantic side of fire, you know, 
we go like, okay, I'm making a fire ceremony because I'm so done with this old part of myself. And now I am ready to put that into the flame and be transformed. Yeah, well, let's be honest. We all have experienced over the last couple of months situations where we may not have been done with a certain part of ourselves, you know, where we would have likened to continue down a certain pathway because it was still energizing to us. It was still enjoyable. It still sort of made sense. It was on purpose seemingly, but it has been pulled out from underneath us. And the challenge here is to 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 work with that when when labels are being pulled off, when job descriptions are fallen away, when you know relationships that we weren't done with all of a sudden seem done and are done, and we have to deal with with all of that fire effect. And this is very much like we always talk about this as well. Uh, this idea of transformation sounds beautiful, right? From the caterpillar to the butterfly, but it's that mushy period in between when when nothing that you ever relied on is there anymore. So noticing that as well within this 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 period as you as you're going through and holding yourself with like so much kindness because there is grief involved you know there is grief involved whether whether you 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 lost a certain source of income or or whether you absolutely adored your job and you feel like your purpose has been pulled out from underneath you and so there is you know fire doesn't come with you know a handbook you know, it doesn't come with a with a note that goes, this is what's about to happen to you and this is the reason why it's happening to you. And, you know, with all these explanations to it, like all of us are grappling with this idea of like, wow, we're be all being transformed. We have no idea what is it that's outdated. And, you know, to some level we know, but within ourselves, oftentimes we're in, in shock. What seems to be outdated been stripped away and we have no idea what it's going to turn into. So we're, we're right in this middle and this burning point and, to really hold ourselves so kindly is so important um, because now to push too quickly into a new expression, the fire just keeps burning away things that aren't meant to go through. So minding yourselves as you're doing this and at the same time, and I think that's the difficult part for all of us, is to, to not be entirely passive in it. You know, What does it mean to, to surrender to the fire without checking out on life? And this is something I think where we all currently are experiencing and learning and practicing the fire element on a whole other level. Mm. And also we're, we're learning to add to that there is that we don't have an end date. And as much as I'm seeing, you know, 2021 is, and every year people do this, you know, like 2021 is then the massive change, you know, on the 1st of January, we're on a whole new 20th dimension. I'm just like, we're, we're in the fire, just be in the fire and we'll know when we're out of it. But we need to tend to what is in the flames at this minute in time, like, or keep adding to it or just surrendering to it. Like, so with when we work with fire, we don't have an end date. Like, we'll know it because we'll feel it and we'll experience it and we will see it. But we can't go, we'll definitely be done on the 5th of January, 20, whatever. Like, do you know, like, because a fire still has ripple effects even when it's gone out. And it has this, yeah, it has this this changing and moving quality to it and I think that's where we have to be be kind to each other because some days we might see the silver lining you know and we are really excited about this and we share it with a friend and we are totally triggering our friend because that friend is going through intense grief period on that particular day and then vice versa you know the other person sees, you know, the light and sees the beauty and the growth that can, could maybe at some point come from this while we're really grappling with the idea that and understanding that this other part of us is not going to come back. So there is, there is, 
within us, but also within society, these moments of, of, of joy and almost lightness that comes with, with fire when it burns through things and you've been released of something. And at the same time, in other aspects of our lives, there's this intense pain and grief that we need to sit with. And so to have understanding when somebody else doesn't want to see this, the silver lining and also to understand that when our friend is experiencing great joy. And I think that's also collectively that, that that's really difficult at the moment because, you know, while we're going all through this, there are moments of, of this ebb and flow of our emotions as well and where we see the light and then where we go back into grief. Um, and to navigate that as well, that's essential of fire as well. You, you can't hold on just to, if you're trying to hold on just to silver lining. That's not going to get you through a fire ceremony if you wish in that way and the same way if you stay stuck in the grief and holding on and trying resisting fire it's usually futile as well so it's this this challenge to stay mutable to you know stay flexible with our own inner changings but also the world around it as we go from these extremes because i feel they're um quite on the opposite end of our you know emotional capacity the great joy and the great grief well, that's where like when we chat about the cycles and all that I guess where we're learning we're like you can be in three different places in that cycling in 10 minutes like possibly that way and then when we work with the element of fire from an earth-based perspective we we work also very deeply with the element of earth so I can be held while I'm shedding my skins that way like you know I can be held while I'm being transformed I can be nurtured so I can really tend like it comes back to that tendon and it might not be about that tendon it's still tending to the flame but not the fanning the growing and this burning this do it's just like asking can I just hold me in this space of transformation or can I ask to be held if I need the external for that there or what allows me to feel held what allows me to feel that self-mothering that self-nurturance that's that's self-care you know and not in the the bubble bathy kind of way and maybe that is it but you know asking what is it that allows me just to maybe be in this space but I feel really close to the earth so I can shed the skin like that way because if we're if we it's kind of like if we're too far up in the air the air can help with the inspiration the creativity and all that but we need that groundedness to go just be here just be here it's not easy it's not pretty it's itchy it's sore but we can learn to let it go like that way like so you're to me it's like you're working with all of the elements but remembering that elf that earth to help me like you know to be here while i'm being while i am being transformed because in a sense i'm never really transforming myself i am being transformed that way like and we sometimes will go automatically to the am i the phoenix yet nah no nah, kind of like the caterpillar am i the caterpillar yet no because you'll you'll know when you're there and you might not even know until further down the road because it might not be what you think it is do you know like but you're in that dissolving part it's messy life is messy healing is messy it's sometimes painful and in, in that pain there's joy because part of you's going thank god i needed this and sometimes there's resistance so we're really just allowing ourselves to go trust the cycles like that this is where I am but to also get the support or whatever I need to allow myself to be here maybe if I find I'm getting stuck in it to get support to see is it time to move do you know maybe I don't know how to navigate this do you know but we're letting ourselves be transformed like 
Um, but we have to work with it at the same time, you know. So you're kind of, to me, it's like there's never one bloody answer. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, just throw yourself in the fire. You're done. Now you're, you're always working with it at the same time. Like, so I'm working with, you know, if I want to create change in myself and my world, I have to show up for it. Like, I can't let everybody else try and do it for me. Like, you know, so sometimes I have to create the new pattern or the new way of doing business or the new way of interacting on social media or the new way of being in my relationship or the new way of whatever it is like that way of tending to myself like so it's like we we rush sometimes for the phoenix and the caterpillar like because they're they're beautiful and they're really nice and everybody can see them they're so gorgeous nobody wants to look at a pile of dissolving cells belonging to a caterpillar i'm like i kind of do because i like that that's where it's all happening like that's where all the life is happening in that space like you know, like dig through the ashes, you'll find great things in there. Do you know, like, so we're surrendering to that space, like. Okay, that's such a beautiful notion. Um, maybe just lastly to to add as well to that idea of being being held. If you if you go back one more time to that analogy of caterpillar into, you know, into butterfly, it's a caterpillar dissolves, but it's held by something bigger. You know, it's held by the cocoon because the entire animal of caterpillar is being dissolved and so there is a an element of where we've been asked to what is holding us and what is holding us can i stretch to like a little bit beyond of what's being burned you know even the fire that's been burned in the earth that has been held by that that earthy pit um what you put into the fire burns the pit has been held by something a greater structure so whether whether that is you see the fire burning in one area of your life and the greater structure is you have other areas in your life that you know are still reasonably functional that will be taking a greater perspective on it and so you can watch you know the log burn in the fire without losing all your senses or if you want to take it into into more the spiritual realm another step where you go okay all of me is in that fire everything of how I associated me to be all the labels how I defined myself I'm you know a daughter a sister um, a yoga teacher you know fill in the blanks and when all of this goes so what is holding me when all of me is dissolving so that's very much the idea of the caterpillar because a caterpillar wouldn't it's not holding itself there's a greater structure holding it so how do you relate to that? And I think in that way, the fire element brings us back to what we said in, in the last um, episode as well about this this divine spark. There's something that connects us to that, you know, the invitation to build a relationship to, to the sacred. And so in that context, how do I relate to that? What do you believe in? And how am I being held as a, as a whole entity? And all of that is being questioned at the moment. And um, just to hold yourself really kindly in that process. I think I know I've been saying it a few times, but it's just so, so important that an extra harshness of pushing is, is not the time time for it. The changes are quite intense. The work lies in not resisting the changes. But there is also really very much the invitation of, of and, and maybe even going with the changes to some extent, but also this, this passivity in it the surrendering in into it like what you were saying earlier on as well and that's really important in our narration because a lot of the times when our hands we feel our hands are tied there is a certain level of surrendering but our mind is still telling us we should be and so this is sort of what i'm what i'm aiming at to hold yourself in a really nice kind capacity that um that it is a very unique 
um, time we're all well threading. So on that note, is there anything, I mean, we've gone really deep and really wide and broad as we always do. Is there, is there anything um, that comes to your mind just because you're to me, you're the queen of, of fire rituals, you're the queen of so many other rituals. I but don't <laughs> say that. I'm not. No, no but no, no. just it's so deeply in, in everything that you do. You know, um, that's why I just feel like coming from you. Is there anything uh, of, in terms of, we talked about a lot about, you know, concepts and ideas of how to approach it. Uh, and you actually opened up with something very pragmatic with like, you know, lighting the candle. Is there something um, that you want to remind everyone of that they could practice to make that very ethereal and very elusive time that we're going through um, more tangible in a way? No, I would say just like, when I say listen back to podcasts, I don't mean like listen back to the podcast, but as in like listen back maybe a second time with different ears, do you know, like and take out some of the little sort of pointers and questions that we've both shared, like, you know, like going, okay, how, does that relate to where I'm at in life at this minute? You know, like, and then even question, okay, how, where do I see the fire at this moment and how can I relate to it? Like, so it's just listen back because there's so much, as you said, we went deep, like, so there's so much to it. So we'll hear it on one level, listen back and then sort of take one thing from it and go, okay, I'll, I'll chew on that a little bit more and maybe see then, do I need a little fire ceremony after it? But just sort of let it sink in, I think, like, yeah. That's beautiful. That's gorgeous. So on that note, um, thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm really excited to be back to you with uh, another episode next mm -hmm. time around. Rosalind, thank you so much for sitting. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. My pleasure. Me too, as, me too. As always. Um, so yeah, um, everybody, have a great week and uh, we'll hear you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosalind McNally and BB Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com.